Hello everyone. So I thought I'd add this message in before this episode of Strangecast. Obviously it has been long delayed. Um, this was meant to come out in March. Well, we recorded in March. I think it would have come out in late March, but um, as many of you have followed this channel for a while, have known what I've been posting. My um, father passed away in late March, uh, tragically passed away. And in that, you know, I'd done this entire episode fully edited two days prior to it, but obviously unforeseen circumstances really, really change your life and your trajectory of everything. So in itself, I put the channel on hiatus um, and Adam was completely understanding of it. I knew that this episode would come out at some point. Um, and obviously Hannah knew very well, well that we'd put this episode, delay this episode being released. Um, but yeah, it's been sitting on my computer, fully edited. Um, but as you can probably imagine, one's mental state isn't really willing to export it and get it out there as many as many of you have understood as well and I obviously greatly appreciate but I feel like it's time to get it out does this mean I'm back no does it mean that this is the end of the channel no it's just that I know that things will continue and life after strange has to continue for me and so does strange cast as well um, I put too much time and effort into these projects and I know how much they mean to people as well and I keep want to keep going with them as well. We obviously had great plans for Strangecast going forward as well, as you'll see in this episode. There weren't loads of technical... Well, there was no audio issues, but you'll see technically we tried to improve the show, as we've always done from the beginning, whether it's Strangecast or Life After Strange. I've always wanted people's feedback. You know, I read every single comment on this YouTube channel. And when people have asked for it to be on podcast services, we put on podcast services. When people have looked at saying, hey, you should move away from Zoom and look at... Over your audio recording services, I've been, mean, you know what, let's do it. Let's have a look at it. And we tried it for this one. The audio was much better, obviously. So in itself, we were always trying to improve the channel. And I think that will continue as well. But for the moment, I just can't sit there producing more Strangecast episodes with my current mental state. Um, can I give you a fixed date when I come back? No, but I'm sure I will come back. I know that. And it might be sooner than I think as well. Um, I have been speaking to Adam and I think we you know, things will move forward at some point. But in itself, you know, and I just wanted to say as well, thank you so much to everyone who sent me messages, the people who follow the channels, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, YouTube, um, the comments have been really thoughtful and it's really helped me put a lot of things in perspective as well. Um, and then also down to the other people who are involved with the series, people like Luke, Michelle, um, you know, thank you for your messages to the actors, Hannah Tell herself, you know, Anastasia Davison sent me lovely messages. Um, Erica Mori, thank you for your email. You know, that came in a very, really dark period for me and it really, really helped uplift my spirits. Um, and it's something I really, really held on to during that time. So it's, it was really, really nice for all the support that people gave me for this. And obviously to Adam as well, he gave me a lot of support throughout the entire process. But as I said, like this episode, um, is coming to you now. I hope you enjoy it. Obviously, it's a little bit dated. Obviously, it includes mine and uh, mine and um, Adam's predictions for uh, the BAFTAs when Erica and Han got their nominations. Um, and for me, I wish they would have won. I really, really wish they would have won. And it's absolute travesty on my part that they didn't win. They deserved it. Completely deserved it. But it is what it is. But I've kept the episode exactly as I had filmed it, there's no editing that's been done since then. I just wanted to get out there so you guys could enjoy it. Um, there was so much to talk about with Hannah, and I think you'll enjoy the thorough conversation we had. We answered a lot of your fan questions, which were great to be submitted. She absolutely loved seeing a lot of familiar faces ask her questions. 
And in itself, there were a lot of topics that me and Hannah covered as well, which I've never covered and crossed with her before. I felt like it created a lot of interesting conversations. Um, and it was just something that I knew that I would come to at some point. I would get out there. So as I said, you know, stay tuned to the channel. It will come back at some point. But obviously, I need just need time and space to kind of get things going. And then from there, we'll, we'll obviously resume with a lot of content. But in the meantime, I do hope you enjoy this episode. It was really... Um, it was really great to film and it also has a lot more meaning now to me as well in light of recent circumstances. So without further ado, enjoy this StrangerCast episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Player One versus the World Strange Cast, a Life is Strange podcast made by fans for fans. I'm one of your hosts, Adnan. Uh, my co-host Adam is here. Adam, how are you? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super de duper. I love it. <laughs> Guys, you do not know what it's taken to get this episode. We've had a nightmare. So basically, what to give you a lowdown. Obviously, from the social media pages that we've done, from the thumbnails, from the titles, obviously the lovely Hannah Tell is joining us. Adam was meant to be there. We recorded, but Adam got dropped out because we were recording on Zencaster. So we tried moving. Yeah. We said to you over the last couple of weeks and stuff, we're going to experiment and look at a better platform than Zoom. For some reason, Zencaster is not liking Adam. So we're going to try and over the next couple of weeks, work out what that issue is that Zencaster yeah. has with Adam. But so this section is going to... all new colored lights too. I got it all pretty and I... Or a broken. new shirt. I know. I was looking, trying to look fresh for your for Zencaster, but dang. Um, yeah, absolutely heartbroken. And like, as I said, like it was so frustrating. Like that segment will be in Zencaster. So with mm -hmm. me, Hannah, and Adam for the first eight minutes or so. Um, and then it'll just, it, that entire section is Zencaster. We're back on Zoom now. So we're recording everything back from Zoom, which is annoying. But as I said, hopefully the next episode, episode 15, will have all Zencaster. Mm -hmm. Fingers crossed. We'll try and deal with that issue. But um, just a big shout out for Adam as well, guys. Send you love as well, because he gave up all his questions for Hannah. He only had two random questions in there that he asked Hannah. And he gave them so you guys could have more questions. I said to Adam, I was like, get some more questions planned. He was like, I want fans to get the questions in. So, you know, a big shout out for him as well. Um, and his questions were uh, Hannah loved as well, which he can watch as well, because he'll be watching with you guys because he wasn't there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just to rub it in. So, um, yeah, guys, um, like as I said, you know, if you can help support the channel, it'd be really great. Give it a subscribe, um, like, comment. You know, most of my audience seems to come outside of YouTube and the ones that I do come back from YouTube, big love as well. Always nice to see you guys coming back and forth. But obviously we're on 850 subscribers plus. It'd be great to get to a thousand. I've been trying to work on that for a long time. So it'd be a big, big help if you can kind of give it a quick subscribe. Obviously, we are on podcast services as well. So if you are listening through Apple Podcasts, um, you know, any of the other Stitches, Google Podcasts, you can listen audio only. We are actually on video now as well on Spotify. Yeah. So the YouTube video has now moved to Spotify. We got approved. I had no idea in the last episode. When I uploaded the last episode, Spotify gave us permission to upload it. So that one, it's actually video upload. And this, this one will as well. So if you want to check out the video version, you can see it on Spotify as well, as well as YouTube. Um, so I, I hope you enjoy listening. Obviously, Life After Strange is um, out as well. So we had Xenia Scott on, which is episode 29 in that series. Mm mad never yeah. thought never thought i'd get that big never thought i'd have that many i, I generally when i started off i always thought there'd be like 
12 would be a great accomplishment. The oh, fact that sure. 20, the, accomplishment, the fact that 29 people have come on and this is in between like a five month hiatus and a revamp of the show and everything, it blows my mind. So it's, it's great for that. And obviously I have in mind who episode 30 is going to be um, and it's a long overdue who episode 30 is going to be. So I'll leave you with that. I need to reach out to that person, but I'm sure they'll be very excited to come back on here. Um, so like as I said, that's happening. So we have timestamps. If you want to jump to Hannah's section, you can, of course, but obviously stick around. We've got one section we're going to put in before that because it's actually happening. It's big news as well. And we're recording this. Um, what day are we recording? It's on 17th of March. So we are recording yeah. We are recording this well ahead of time because we obviously we were working around Hannah's schedules to get her on. And a big shout out to Hannah. Big love. Always great speaking to you. Mad love. Um, but this is going to be switching to Life is Strange, True Colors. So we're going to have a bit of a beefy section here because... We covered it in the last episode, but we have now big news, which is the, the um, nominations for leading performer and mm. um, best uh, support, well, best supporting, essentially. So performer in a leading role, we have um, Ozioma Akaga for Deathloop. You'd think after pronouncing that three times in our failed attempts, I would actually like, you know, get that right. Be more confident in it, yeah. Yeah, like we, we mess up the Zoom recordings and we're back on, well, Zencaster recordings and we're back on Zoom and I can't get these right. But yeah, we have um, Akaga for Deathloop. We have Jason E. Kelly for Deathloop. We have Jennifer Hale for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. We have John McLaren for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. We have Erica fucking Mori, mate, oh, for Life is Strange True Colors. Yes, get in there, Erica. And we also have Jane Perry for Returnal. So that's the best eh. performer in a leading role. So eh. obviously we go into the best performer in a supporting role. We have Laura Bailey for Call of Duty Vanguard. We have Kimberly mm. Brooks for Psychonauts 2. We have mm. Jason Cavalier for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Maggie Robertson for Resident Evil Village. We also have Han fucking Soto for Life is Strange True Colors. Yeah. And then we have Alex Wiener for uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. So interesting, yeah. all the nominations. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy have two in the um, supporting one. And we also have mm-hmm. two from, was it Deathloop? Deathloop, Def- Deathloop yes. From Deathloop. Yes. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. Blows our predictions out from the last episode. I Because I always said to you as well in the last episode, we didn't really have a gauge for the, the supporting ones. We had a gauge for like just the, it was always a performer. It just seemed to be, um, Maggie Robertson demolishing yeah. her entire competition, which is not. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is the first clear indication where we have a, a supporting and a lead acting one. And obviously, my prediction was obviously going to be that Erica Mori would be struggling against Maggie Robertson. She's now out of my, Erica Mori's category. And I'll be upfront, I've not played any of these other games in this category. Um, not seen any of these other performances. I'm waiting for some of these to drop so I can pick them up. I don't have any interest in picking them up at full retail, but I am very confident that Erica Imori is going to win this BAFTA. Yeah. I don't care what anyone else tells me. Her performance is beyond voice capture. I am 100% now. I'm like 80% convinced that she can win this BAFTA. See, okay. It's like I was telling you off camera that I've been playing Gardens of the Galaxy now. I finally got around to playing it. I'm okay. No, Adam. No, no. Dude, it's so good. The voice acting is phenomenal. Like, it's believable. That's Mm -hmm. the crazy part. I'm not trying to say Erica Mori did not do a good job because otherwise, why would it be on Life Strange, you know, podcast? Um, No, Erica Mori really killed it as Alex Chen. But holy crap, all the all the voice actors so far from what I've played in. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. It just the the banter between them. It, it it just feels so authentic and real, and it doesn't feel like it's acting. It it feels like these are actual people talking to each other, and it, the 
the the chemistry between all the actors are are pretty evident in this one. So if I were to say like who's like you know in the running really is Erica Mori, and I'm sorry like the 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 one uh, the gentleman from Guardians of the Galaxy that's McLaren. That, yes I believe that that's the voice actor for uh, Star Lord and yeah it's got to be it looks like it as well <laughs> yeah exactly no it's 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 incredible so. I would say it's it's in between those two because Erica Mori really like murdered it uh with uh with Alex Chen, but man, Star Lord, like it it's really good. I'm sorry. Like it, I've been playing it now because it's on Game Pass and it's just it's so good, dude. I can't I can't I can't deny it, dude. <laughs> I, I don't blame you for feeling that way because I feel like um I haven't played it. I've only heard good things about it uh, from very um, you know, people's mm-hmm. opinions that I actually really respect so when they say it to me i believe it and i think like in itself like obviously not playing it well having watched mm-hmm. the um film you know with chris pra um yeah. dave batista like those kind of guys when they're all playing their roles and the synergy that connects with the guardians of the galaxy if you can get that with all those people in the actual video game version let me tell you something yes the synergy and the chemistry between the characters is better than the movie oh really i will say that right here i will double down and say it's the chemistry is better than what the movie was and that's saying something because the chemistry in the guardians of the galaxy movie was phenomenal like it it, that's why it's my favorite marvel film because of the Mm -hmm. chemistry between the characters so i'm not trying to say like oh it's better you know like i'm saying from what was already a good chemistry better in the game i'm just like it's so much so that i'm i'm uh really okay so the book nerd blah, books i like i i like to read every night and there's been a lot of nights where i'm just like what well, a lot two two in total i'm like i want to get through more guardians right now like i'll, I'll put down Mal- malcolm gladwell i don't really care <laughs> it's just like i want to play more guardians it's it's crazy dude it's it's a really good story but um not as good as alex chen I will say, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I this is Erica Mori's moment for me. I can't. I oh can't, yeah, no. If it's just if I, Erica Mori wins, I will be very, very, very happy uh, because she she deserves it. Like she very much, especially with her story upcoming into acting. Uh, it, she it's it's an insane story. It reminds me of uh, Rachel Zegler, uh, who is uh, starring in uh, West Side Story, the new mm-hmm. one, and her and her rise rise to fame i guess like into acting is fairly similar but it's these two people who are basically rookies in the acting field and they just murdered it so if erica mori wins it like i'm going to be extremely excited all i'm saying is that like the guardians uh voice actors are just so good i'm sorry like they're very good i'm not even hiding my bias this is erica this is the erica mori fucking (laughs) show this is this is erica mori's award this oh god damn it like as i said before i'd really like maggie robson lady demetrasco was a really great character shame that capcom didn't really realize from like i don't know maybe like Mm. early um you know obviously the game was so far in development when the marketing happened for it well self-marketing essentially the first for lady demetrasco was like real i don't think they realize it because obviously when you play village like i said she's not in it that much and yeah i wish there would have been an entire game where she was the main villain because that would have probably even made village even better than it um well it would have made it much better actually i wasn't really a huge fan of it but the erica yeah. mori story i'm all for every single actor in the whenever the life insurance actor gets nominated i'm always behind them because i feel like they do such a great performance mm-hmm. and not to take away from any of these other guys or anything like you know they've done great models but her her character alex chen is just like a f- <laughs> 
she's like she's just so great she's so great i have my own criticism with like with true colors and whatever but like she is so unbelievably cool and also so fucking cool as well i feel like i need to drop some yeah i was but she's so <laughs> she's so cool erica and i this is her story this is like that's this would be the cherry the cherry you know on on her story of like the fact that she wins the bafta having come back from coming to acting going to this game giving the performance mm. for a lifetime everything else this is a career defining for her like this role um it's such oh my a, god yeah such a huge role and i feel like it's it's in the same ballpark as like the obviously our special guest later on how to tell it's in the same vein as that it's the same as ashley birch like it's, it, alex chen's a, an absolute sweetheart of a character mm-hmm. so i feel like you need it, it needs to be erica mori this i'm, I'm so I'd be pretty disheartened if she doesn't win. Oh, no, I really hope she does, because I feel like I, if she does win, like I said, I only joked last week about like, oh, BAFTA's British blue. But like, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot more validity to yeah. a BAFTA win than a Games Awards win, like incredibly so. So if she won BAFTA, you know, for for a leading actress, I, I feel like that's a lot of validity to a video game actress rather than game awards Ooh, like yeah. sponsorship deals and all that you know it's should like, you only be the third actor from life is strange to win as well because obviously really because uh, ashley birch won one pretty sure ashley birch won one yeah she definitely she, she, sure must, she, yes. she must have won one if that, my memory is not serving me right that'd be ridiculous and obviously gonzalo mm-hmm. martin won one for sean yes Davis. um but, but there's obviously nominations across the board as well across a mm-hmm. lot of the performers which in itself speaks volume but this is the one for yeah. me erica mori has to win she's she's like hot. i really hope so I really do. I really do hope so. Yeah. Um, I'm just also, pointing out how much I like Guardians, but I really hope I'm really rooting for Eric Mori for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you because when you say to me like you like Guardians, I believe you as well. I know that you don't like saying it in a oh yeah, you should play this. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. And it's gonna no, be good. I'm just saying how much I appreciate the game. Yeah. It's very good. It's it swept awards, like it swept awards, and I can see it as well. Like all the game majority. Well, like, like, I thought it was just being stuff. overhyped. I really mm. did. I was just like, oh my god, here's another game that's being overhyped. Um, a lot like Elden Ring, uh, you know, like being overhyped and all that. And, you know, it's going to be an okay game, but I'm, I'm on the train, dude. I'm on the train. It's, it's really good, man. But, um, do I like it as much as true colors? I don't know. Like, I feel like I appreciate guardians for being a really good game story, but Mm -hmm. I connected on a very emotional level to true colors. Like it was a very big connection. I don't feel that same connection as I do with the Guardians. Um, I just feel it's like, wow, this is a, it's a really good story. Like, it's really good. But True Colors has a very special placement in my heart, like for sure. Oh, absolutely. And on a massive, um, you know, derail for that conversation, I saw, um, obviously, Luke from Don't Know Montreal watched that video, which I saw when I woke up. That was yeah. like early morning. I woke up, saw my phone. So I was notifications. I, I was like, oh, um, also, also saw his quote about Michelle. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, oh. I was like, oh, damn. I was like, I actually got that. Um, I know. Well, as I promised him as well. Oh, during... he watches this and I said, Elden Ring's not that great. Oh, no. I think I said a lot of things bad about Elden Ring before that. But like, oh, no. He's like, going to hate me now. Um, <laughs> but like, yes, yeah, so like that was a quite a nice moment for us as well. And we're going to give a shout He's out. He's probably thankful that I'm not going to be in a Hannah Tell interview now. He's going to be like, oh, <laughs> get, get this stupid American out of my system. <laughs> but um, as, as I said to Luke, we'll have to give a shout out to Hot Dog Picks as well yeah um, hot, hot dog man picks. hot dog man on twitter is a very good account we don't know who actually mm. runs that account mm. yeah i'm not it. sure it mm. might be his cat bow maybe maybe 
Yeah, it might, might be. Might yeah. be. I've, I've heard it some guy with a beard, but um, yeah. Bro, I, anytime I, I see a hot dog man picture and it's with his cats, I'm like, okay, this is this is all I need for the internet. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it makes it'll make your day. If your life is strange, please do follow at hot dog picks. Um, mm -hmm. It is one of the is greatest. Is it just accounts. hot dog picks? It is at, it was... at hot dog picks. That is with the an, username. With an, with a wt with yeah with a w h a w t <laughs> just looking at hot dog pics like this is nothing like i want no you will find hot dog man on there so he is on twitter so you should yeah. definitely follow him so i need to give that shout out in between this so we'll get back to the actual conversation the baftas yes um i don't have much else to add to acting leading role ones i don't really know much about the others i have no interest in playing death loop unfortunately um mm -hmm. returnal yeah. i'm i'm going to pick up at some point but much later on the same with ratchet and clank as well rift apart um i know obviously what's what's the character called now the, the one that jennifer hale plays everyone's buzzing about it's a female um oh uh, oh I think it's Dang like it. a, it's, it's something quite yeah. It's, it's oh, some, you know what? I'm surprised that Ashley Birch didn't get nominated for um for Ben West. That's actually that surprising. not come out this year. The, oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm yes. stupid. I'm it'll just a out. silly Billy. <laughs> it'll go out. It'll go into the the next year, and she should be nominated as well. Great, great. We love Ashley Birch. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's 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 a very interesting category. That's changed the dynamic of the Baftas for me. When I was looking at it, I was like, this is really. This could be something now with Erica Mori's category. It's blown it all open for me. And as I said, I don't really have much of a gauge, unfortunately, for your performance, but she can win this. And mm -hmm. Erica, best of luck. Also, you should go and tweet at her and tell her to get Alex Chen's tattoo yeah. if she wins, because I asked her this question on Life After Strange. Yeah. And she needs to get it as well. Luke's um yeah. Pickers, Web Pickers Girls had is Erica Mori needs to get hers if she wins. So you mm. should tweet Erica to get her tattoo. But obviously, we move into the actual supporting one. Now, this. This yeah. now we love Han Soto. I love Han Soto. Yeah, poor, poor man saw his character get hit flying off a hill with boulder <laughs> in true colors, like as he did. Um, and now he's got another boulder coming in his path, which is Maggie Robertson. I think, like, obviously, again, you have probably a better gauge of um, James, uh, Jason, Cal um, Jason and Alex's performances from Marvel, Marvel's Guardians mm -hmm. of the Galaxy. But the and I don't really, obviously, I know what Laura Bailey's wonderfully talented. Um, oh yeah, Laura Bailey it kills it every game she's yeah, in. She's she's great. Like, and then honestly, Kimberly Brooks for Psychonauts too. But this category for anyone to win, aside from Maggie Robertson, is going to be a massive upset. Um, and yeah, I think that I'm, I think I'm just looking up like Guardians of the Galaxy, like um, who all the who? game? Yeah, like who like who plays who? Honestly, because like, I I don't know. Like I I'm, I'm, gonna, very... I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess Jason's Drax, just because of how he looks. <laughs> Um, and I imagine Alex is um, Gamora, probably. Or wait, oh, wait, stupid. Uh, well, Gamora is Kimberly Sue Murray. Uh, John McLaren is Star Lord. Oh, oh, oh. Alex uh, Weiner, I believe, is Rocket. Oh, oh he's really? Very, he's very good. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, if it's it, mm, uh, Jason Cav. Cavalier is Drax, Drax which he's yeah. also good. Um, Groot is Robert McCalm, Montcalm. So we just have we have Rocket and Drax in here. Drax. Oh, I'm surprised Gamora's not because Gamora is also very. All of them are very good. Like even even Groot, like he he does a better job than Vin Diesel. I'll say that much. Really? Oh Vin yeah, Vin Diesel. Yeah, because Vin Diesel did uh, Groot for the movie. Oh shit, did he? Yeah, yeah, it was, oh. uh, it was Vin Diesel. 
I didn't realize oh, that. That that though, for a category for supporting actor, yeah. is tough. Now that, that is Hans that's Soto, a tough one. I, I saw Hanso tweet about, it and you know, as he as as the humble man he is, you know, nominations mm-hmm. great and everything. The back is up against the wall for that one because, like, there's a, it. It is, the, especially when he got Alex Weiner being Rocket. Yeah, oh, Rocket I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you've mentioned the other person either yet. Uh, Jason Cavalier. No, the other person in this category. Oh wait, who am I missing? Wait, not not wait. for Marvels in the nominations. One Maggie Robertson. Oh, eh, nay, Maggie she's Robertson. she's gonna win this. She can't. No, Lady nah. Demetrescu is is the performance for her. It's gonna Lady it's just, Lady Demo who <laughs> Lady Demetrescu will win. Yes, yeah, tall lady, but tall lady did tall me tall lady mania that was in uh, the pandemic yeah. years. That's that's, that's her. the thing. And she won game game of the uh game awards for she won everything else. She won the dice wall. This is when she swept everything through Erica Mori. This is why I was convinced. Oh, you're right. This is why I was convinced Erica Mori would not win the BAFTA. But this is where she is now in the supporting category. She'll win this. I'm I'm I would be shocked. I hope so. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if we came back to this in a couple of weeks when we record Strange Cast and Eric Mm -hmm. um uh was called Maggie Robertson's lost this. Like I think Han Soto is the dark horse at this point. Because obviously, like I said it in my other episode, where I was like, Katie would have been my dark horse. And this, that is a big snub. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a big snub. I'm, so, I'm, I'm like, I don't know about Kimberly Brooks or Laura Bailey's performance, but come on. That's what Tr- I mean. True, Col- True Colors should have got two nominations in this. They got it for Life is Strange 2, two, two nominations. Um, and this one should have been two for True Colors as well. I, I just don't understand. Like, I know, um, I'm not taking anything away from Gabe either, or Han Solo, because right. he deserves to be in there. But like, Katie Benz really fucking stepped up yeah. in that role. Yeah, I'm just going to say right now, if it's anybody besides Erica Mori or John McLaren, I'm... Uh... No, surely not. Surely. I'm sorry. I don't believe it's anyone instead of that. Maybe Jennifer Hale? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't play Ratchet and Clank, but I, I've seen, I, I've seen like clips of Rivet, you know? Rivet, that's uh, the name. Yes, that's the one. Rivet, that's what she's called. Yeah, I've, I've seen clips of Rivet. Uh, and you know, Deathloop, of course, you know, like it, here's the other thing is just like, <laughs> these are all artists. They're very good at their craft. If, if I got nominated for, you know, I, if I got nominated for anything in the BAFTAs, I wouldn't want anybody to be like, Oh, Adam Evil, oh, he still doesn't have a chance. What a, what a, what well, a hopefully, twit. hopefully they invite you to a ceremony. Don't get used to recording Zencaster. Because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise well, that'd be the shortest acceptance speech in history. Yeah. I was like, I like to thank. Okay, bye. <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's just like I, you know, I would hope that you know people would root for me too. So I'm not trying to like knock anybody's like. No, art. well, I'm sorry if you're coming here being offended by two guys on a on a life is strange podcast rooting <laughs> for the life is strange actors. Well, yeah. you have some serious questions to be asking yourself where you're at right now. <laughs> like, like honestly, so I, I, I'm not I trying try to like, knock any of them as. No, it's, it's never knocking you rooting for who you want. Like, as no. I said before, like I, I, I hail all these performers and I actually consider the BAFTAs to be with, with prestigious value compared to the Game yes. Awards or any of the others. Like I think Dyson, probably the, the BAFTAs are the ones I'd really kind of like give any kind of re- really recognition for, um, mm-hmm. more so BAFTAs. But in itself, yeah. like the nominations are very strong. I don't think they're as strong as like, go, you, you take over because I'll read you this one. Yeah. No, like I don't think they're as... Man, I, I now I gotta remember the uh, game awards. So the game awards, um, what 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 would be the game awards? Uh, it was November. 
Yeah, it was like they just do one in, in um, yeah, they just weird. do one character for every performance. There's no lead or anything like that. You know, it's just kind of like, okay, the Game Awards 2021, and I'm just looking for awards, bang, uh, best direction, score, best performance, Maggie Robertson. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, okay, I'm just gonna list the games, not the the actors. Um, Resident Evil Village, Life is Strange, True Colors, Far Cry Six, Death Loop, and also Death Loop. Mm-hmm. So it's like two Death Loops, a Far Cry Six, Life is Strange, True Colors, and Resident Evil Village. So it's kind of like you know the big games, and it's yeah. just like they just kind of like oh yeah, we'll just but, throw in performances. You know, well let me give you perspective on that because that's interesting you mentioned that because I was looking up now was which is the Baftas. Um, this was the 16th British Academy Game Awards, and it was 2020, which mm. was obviously the year that Life is Strange 2 was up for nomination. So in the performer for leading for a lead performer category, Gonzalo yeah. Martin won for Sean Diaz in Life is Strange 2. He was up against Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz in Gears 5, uh, Courtney Hope as Jess Faden in Control, um, Logan Martian, Marshall Green in, um, as David in Telling Lies, Barry uh, Slane mm. as Captain Price in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and Norman Reedus as Sam in Death Stranding. So that was the category he wow. was in. And he actually won that category, which was probably the more the difficult one That's for me, in my wild. opinion. Yeah, mad that category. And in the performer and supporting role, um, Marty Su- Suozola won it for um, uh, Atti, the janitor in Control, which, uh, that game. Um, but in that category, yeah. Jolene Anderson as Karen Reynolds, Life is Strange 2. Troy Baker as Higgs in Death Stranding. Um, Sarah Bartholomew as Cassidy in Life is Strange 2. Um, Aisha mm. um, Leas um, as Fliss in the Dark Pictures anthology, Man of Maiden. And Leah Sadu as Fragile in Death Stranding. That's a freaking harder category. Wow. And the first one, I think, personally. Wow. And like that one, they, they just missed. I would probably have given Life is Strange 2 the nomination, the win in that. I think, whether, yeah. I think maybe if, if Cassidy had probably been in one episode, she would have taken that, um, mm-hmm. um, Sarah. And I think in another year Jolene could have won that for Karen because Karen's a great character a brilliant character oh and my god yeah the but... least the least Karen portrayal ever as well like if anything like it's the most completely different especially if you think about it in, yeah. in, in perspective now but like that category Gonzalo Martin won that's what I always say to people like that is such a mad year that he won that I don't think even he believed he would have won that yeah it's such a big big category so you compare that it's like this one I think like for me I think and obviously again having not played I've seen some of the performances and taking your word, it would be a race between John McLaren and Erica Mori and probably Jennifer Hale being put in. I wouldn't consider necessarily mm-hmm. the freak performances. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, I would think it's between all those three. I want Erica Mori to win, but man, it seems like it'd be a tough category right here. It really does. Um, and like I said, there's a lot more validity. There's a lot more, uh, like you said, prestige mm-hmm. for the BAFTAs, in, in my opinion. Uh, Game Awards is kind of like, you know, say like a uh, performance goes to, uh, I don't know, tall lady. Here you go, tall lady. Bye bye. It's just like, then they go on to the next sponsorship deal. So uh, it sucks. Oh, it's got, um, it's got, it's got to be harder character though. Cause like, even with, I was taking nothing away from any of actors, like obviously Gonzalo Martins was a voice acting, Ashley Birch was acting. This is full performance body capture. Mm-hmm. And True Colors is like light years ahead of all the other Life is Strangers now, especially in retrospect when you look at them. And the, oh the God, yeah. web man, I always say as well, I always give him more credit than 
Everyone said he fucking deserves it as well because that game is so good because of the performance capture. I cannot take anything away from that man, what he did. And then he would even credit credit more so his performers who delivered and they all delivered in so many ways. So I feel oh like God, when I yeah. put it in the perspective of what Eric Mori had to do, it was like Alex Chen is like, for me, like even my issues with like Life is Strange, True Colors and stuff, like yeah, she's like, I can understand why people love her so much in the same vein as almost like Max and why people think, why people consider even True Colors as their favorite game. Like she's so, whether it, whether it's like, I agree or not that they went down the safe road and going down that story, that's different, completely different conversation. But to create a character like that, the intricacy mm-hmm. is unbelievable. It's like, it's so oh good. My God, yeah. And it goes, mm-hmm. it, it's a testament to not only the writers who are putting it in, the performance director, but also down, especially down to the actor, because that actor has to deliver it. And the expectation of Erica Mori is like tenfold. And I think it's like, yeah. obviously at time, like it's different for her not to know like what's going on, but like you, when you're in that position as a Life is Strange actor, the fandom expects something big. I was going to say, when when is the BAFTAs again? It will be April, I think it's 12th last time I checked or something. Okay, I've taken a big punt on that. I'm pretty sure That's it's a, April. Yeah, I'm trying to see how to watch where like how to watch okay so <laughs> tell me when it is uh what oh announcing it okay got it so oh okay live streaming april 7th 722 uh, i, I don't see we... a time but it doesn't matter because it's in british time and british people don't care about time now do they because they go in military time Oh, it's it's 1300 hours oh time for tea oh, da, da, da. <laughs> it's I'm glad that you missed out on Hanukkah now. <laughs> Wait, am I right? Do you, you guys go by military time, yeah? No, we go by we go by GMT now at the minute, and then we go oh, by okay. then we go by British summertime, which will come at the end of the month. Well, like no, what I mean is just like instead of saying one p.m., you guys say like thirteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's stupid. <laughs> hey, don't you don't you say that? I think <laughs> the fact that True Colors is spelled with, without a U is that says everything for me. Like. I, I, I detest that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, like yeah, those are very interesting nominations. They threw me. I remember seeing that. And I was like, oh, I was like, this is really interesting. And um, Han Soto is a dark horse for me. I, I feel, I feel I like think so. I think personally, it's my bias. And obviously, Marvel's Guardians Galaxy came out. I think True Colors could have had another nomination there. Specifically, mm-hmm. Katie, even Anastasia could have actually been nominated. Katie got snubbed. Katie, Katie got big snubbed. She got big snubbed. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was low key convinced that she would get nominated. Has I, I, I just don't. been like she's been nominated for other things hasn't she in her past maybe a golden joystick maybe i don't maybe. know oh yes golden go- joystick i was like i was about to say she has been nominated before um uh, i'm looking at career blah, 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 blah. okay no i'm very sure that she's that she's she been nominated been. for something recently but nothing like of um a notice respect yeah. but like obviously like a bafta or something like that vein um, which is a, I, yeah. I think she should, I think she should have got nominated. She should have, she I, absolutely should have. And that, and that upsets me because like, she did such a great job. Like, okay. Like, arguably a much more emotional, like role than before the storm was. And she was snubbed from this. Like, are you absolutely kidding me? She was, a, um, she was, a, she was essentially like, as, as, as I always said, she was like the secondary um, sidekick. Essentially. She went from supporting to, elevating to a supporting slash main character role she had her own dlc for for freaking sake like you know she had wavelengths like it wasn't even alex jen's dlc it was actual dlc around so, steph gingrich 
Can I just uh, say something right now? I'm on katiebents.com. Like it's her actual website. Yeah. You know? Um, and I'm like looking on her resume to see like she put on like what she was nominated for. I didn't think she would, but you know, I was just curious. Special skills, beatbox. She put on beatbox, and I cannot stop respecting that. That's great. Uh, karaoke and trivia hosts. Okay, like she's beatboxing. She's karaoke. I respect the heck out of. Wow. Okay. Nice. Um. Yeah, I was really hoping. I was really hoping. Um, I knew what she was nominated for, but I'm pretty sure a golden joystick. It, like it's it's something along those lines. I remember she got nominated for something, but it was for I believe it was for True Colors as well. Um, pretty sure, yeah. But yeah, that's big stuff for me. I don't think mm-hmm. I think BAFTA like dropped the ball on that. I, I know they obviously like it's two, two for Deathloop, two for Marvels, but in the supporting mm-hmm. one, I definitely I think Life of Strange should have got another nomination in there, and I think yeah. Katie should definitely have been up there for it. And I know we're like only talking about two main games right now, but um, those are the games we we liked and we played. Yeah, you know? like, I can't I can't really give much more context than the other game. Obviously, I think like it, ironically, like the the year that Gonzalez played, I've I've know a lot more of those performances. If anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. easily know like a lot more of them. They were like a really stellar crowd of them. Some of these games just don't appeal to me. I have no interest in Deathly as much as Sony yeah. wants to force that market on me. I have no interest in that at all. No, um, not at all, no. But yeah, I I think I hope um, you know we'll keep an eye on that. Um, fingers crossed for Erica Mori and Han Soto. Mm-hmm. We are rooting for you. We hope you win and bring back some awards for Life is Strange True Colors. So that's that for this segment. And mm-hmm. we are now going to cut into our main segment, which um, <laughs> ignore I'll Adam just because just he was there for five minutes. And then, yeah, he's gone. But yeah, it's going to be a different, it's going to be a bit edited. And obviously, as Adam will be there for a couple of minutes and then we'll uh, disappear, unfortunately. But yeah. I hope you enjoy this special interview with none other than Hannah Tell. Hmm. Okay, so hey guys, um, uh, if you are jumping from a timestamp, you obviously know where you're coming from, but obviously listen to the early part of the podcast if you can. Um, our guest, she's been all over our social media accounts. She's probably in the thumbnail. She's in the title as well. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. to give her any more introduction because you know her so well. We have the absolute pleasure of working on none other than Hannah Tell on our podcast. Hannah, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. No, absolute pleasure having you. Um, obviously, um, people love you. Everyone loves you. And I feel like with where we're at as well, like, you know, I had a very interesting experience of having interviewed you, like when we first spoke when episode, just before episode five, Polarized was coming out and seven years ago and um, very different time. And obviously we spoke two years ago when you helped me launch Life After Strange. That's 29 episodes in, very different time in your life again. And even only two years from there, we're coming back on here and I feel like you've gone completely down a different road again. Like so much stuff has happened to you. So I will start off first with congratulations on finishing your degree in neuroscience. I saw the pictures. Um, I think everyone is proud. Um, I think Warren is more proud than anyone else seeing Max go down the inner science route, you know, channeling that uh, passion. But obviously I kind of want to start there because like that's done now. That was a big part of your life. And I obviously saw on Instagram stories where your notebook was there and stuff that I could never even understand beyond my comprehension. So I kind of wanted to start with, um, what was it like to finally finish that degree? I, uh, wow, it, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I, it's hard for me to understand that I'm even done. Uh, the only thing that I feel is just total relief because calculus was so hard for me and I had to have two different tutors and they were $50 an hour. I had to take out a student loan just to cover tutoring. So the last semester was really, really hard without a lot of um, curiosity payoff. It it was mostly, I was taking like a chemistry course, a calculus course, 
um, a cognitive neuroscience course, which was interesting, mm. and in a history of Japan course, which was the most interesting class. Mm. But anyway, so after I finished, I mostly just felt gratitude that it was over, that I made it, that I passed, because I failed my calculus final. And so I was really scared, but I ended up passing the class, thank God. My other grades were good enough to get me through. Um, but yeah, it was just very stressful. <laughs> and I'm very glad it's, I'm very glad to have a break now, but I do miss it. Yeah, I can imagine because obviously like I've done my degrees as well and it's so stressful. Adam doesn't like student loans as well. So I think he completely <laughs> sympathizes with you on that part. Um, and yes. very... Oh, go on. Oh no! I was just gonna say, it's like, yeah, I'm on the side of um of America saying like, oh, forgive student loans, but at the same time, I know how difficult that it can be, uh, for for the economy. But at the same time, I don't like paying student loans. I hate <laughs> it so much, and I'm not even using my using my degree at all. <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah, eh, it is what it is. Uh, that that's another story. <laughs> No, like, and it's very interesting to hear that um, with the neuroscience. It's such a different part of your life to go into. And obviously, now we have a Hannah Tell, which compared to the one that I spoke to seven years ago, can do neuroscience as well, along with acting and um, uh, music as well. So like, I kind of have to ask you, what's kind of the pursuit now? Is it to go down the path of neuroscience whilst dabbling into one of the other two projects? Or is it to kind of resume acting and do neuroscience and music on the side? Where's kind of where are you at the minute? Well, I was really invested in neuroscience and I, I had a job uh, doing research for the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles through through uh, University of Southern California. And I had a mentor who was helping me prep to go to grad school um, to start next fall. Um, so uh, that was like a huge long process uh, to figure out where would be the right fit for me research wise. But then um I started auditioning for a new acting role that came out of nowhere, um, a big acting role. It was like a long-term commitment, and uh, it took me like a year to get it, and I got it. And so um, I uh, am going to be focusing on that and um, music for a while, <laughs> oh, <wow>. it seems, <laughs> and uh, taking a little break from school, which which makes me a little nervous because I, I really cherish my education it uh, gave me a sense of authority that I've never been able to have from my artistic pursuits. And um, it also just like showed me that uh, like the incredible wonders of science. And it's just kind of like hard to walk away from that. And, but I also love being creative. So I'm just going to go with the flow and see where this job takes me for a while. Oh my goodness, Very yeah. exciting. And this acting job is under NDA. So we can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. I wish I could, uh, I don't even know the name of the project. Oh, I will say I can I will say that the character um the character is uh has been a challenge and that I'm having to do some like physical training and stuff to be able to be physically fit enough to pull it off. So it's been that's what I've been working on lately. <laughs> we'll be very excited to see that. It sounds amazing. And, um, you know, when we're in Colorado, uh, I was going to bring it up later, but we might as well do it now. Obviously, Life is Strange True Colors came out, which was from Deck Nine. It was based yeah. in Colorado. Um, have you kept up with Life is Strange since uh, one um, before the storm? Have you followed anything with True Colors? A little. I know that they just got nominated for a lot of BAFTAs, which is really exciting. That's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I don't know um, very much about it. The specifics, I have not played it or watched a playthrough, but 
from what I've heard, the premise sounds really cool and uh, and I, it sounds like a game I'd probably enjoy if I if I ever had the time to play. I, I would imagine you would. There's um, a lot of similarities to Life is Strange One. Um, a lot of them, especially with the Alex Chen character. Have you seen Alex Chen by any chance? No, I've seen uh, her a picture of her, and I've yeah. seen like clips from the game and everything. But I and and in real life, so I guess yes. But I never met her though. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, well, I think I've met Erica Mori, but Erica Mori is an um, absolutely incredible person, um, and I just think like when I played it, it was obviously like um, Alex and Max had such a they're so similar in so many ways, and sometimes they're not, which is really interesting. Okay, so we had to take a bit of a cut. Adam has pulled out of this unfortunately, which is a bit annoying, um, technical issues and everything. But we me and Adam now, so we'll carry this on for the rest of the episode. And I kind of want to go into the music part of you now because obviously we've spoken a lot about Life is Strange before. I've never really explored a lot of music with you we've spoken briefly about it but um you know you've just had a single from hannah tell drop this year which is um four leaf clover um and obviously you have into is it into the blue in 2021 are these two singles from the new album yes um i have a third album that is over halfway recorded and uh, just needs a couple songs to be polished up and arranged and then recorded um but I've already released a lot of those singles because it's taken me a while to do this third record. Um, so I, I'm not sure if I if I might just uh, ha- separate the album into two EPs and put them out quicker, or well, I'm not sure what I'll do yet. But there's a lot of unheard music that I have, and I'm not sure what to do with it yet, but it's coming on the horizon. I can, right. I can, I can imagine. So I remember, um, obviously I'm like a bit of a Bob Dylan fan. So there's always like music coming out from Bob Dylan, which no one's ever heard. And he's, it's mad, like how much um, catalog he has and same with like Johnny Cash. Um, I imagine we'll say more of your music, no doubt. And obviously I wanted to take you behind, well, take us behind the scenes of Foley Flow. Cause obviously I listened to it. It was great. It was very, um, it was just so beautifully written. The motions were there. And what was the inspiration behind the song? Well, the song is, uh, sort of about the feeling you get when you reach a, or reach a point in, in your life and you know that things are not working out the way you want them to. And uh, you've kind of like addressed the stagnancy and you become resolute in the idea that you're going to make a change. And it's starting not tomorrow, not the next day, but right this second. And like, you're not going to continue down this path a second more. And um, so it's just about that, that choice to transform. And um, then the challenge that that brings and the uh, the chorus kind of outlines that that incredible feeling of um, force and power when you realize that that you are changing your situation and that um, that there are different paths and uh, doors start opening and it, the, the pressure increases but but it's welcome and you feel like you're able to rise to the occasion and it's just a, a really um, powerful and empowering feeling yeah i can imagine so and obviously like i um i saw obviously the lyrics are great i know that you can write and i can know that you play acoustic guitar but specifically like the music instruments and stuff i've never really got into this part of it but like how does the process go about picking those kind of like music sounds to kind of accompany the lyrics is this something that you had already decided well in advance when you're writing the song or was this when you started getting to the booth you started to put the the foundation of the track together with it 
Well, um, usually when I write a song, it's just me on guitar singing at home, recording a voice demo, and then eventually I'll record the guitar and the vocal part separately on to like GarageBand or something. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start trying to figure out an atmosphere or a mood for it. Um, I don't do too much um, work on my demos. I just like do a lot of pre-planning and getting into my head what kind of mood and atmosphere I want to emphasize. And then I take it to my producer and um, then he, uh, we figure out the, the BPM and he puts the drum track down. I play the guitar and then we start figuring out uh, what we want, like the bass and the keys and the supporting instruments to do. And um, usually I have like a pretty strong idea of what I want for each song to build it into its own little world. I like for each song to have its own little universe. Uh, And so, um, yeah, usually how it goes. And I add stuff up onto the end and drive my producer crazy (laughs) making edits and uh, being perfectionist and so it takes some time absolutely and and in the music as well obviously there's such a wide range of music that you have and obviously like there's a big influence of guitar in there and including your background says it all but like are there any instruments you haven't used in any songs yet that you'd kind of like to really explore in future songs that you write oh yeah definitely um there these are instruments i just don't have access to and uh, the, in the past, I've used like samples of them on songs, mm-hmm. but I've never been able to, uh, you know, have them really recorded in a, a fresh, original way. And so that would be a sitar and, uh, and an oud, I think it's called an oud. Any kind of Middle Eastern uh, folk instrument, I'm really drawn to, um, really drawn to that. And I would love to incorporate more world music uh sounds into my um you know southern american (laughs) (laughs) diary writing so i can imagine is that is that just from like personal taste of music that you've listened to or have you traveled to these places like why would you bring those musics in (laughs) i've never left the country i i really want to my whole life i really wanted to travel but my money always every every penny that i made went to surviving because it's so hard to make it in LA. And if I ever had time to go anywhere, I wanted to go home and visit my family, which was on the other side of the country. And that's, you know, costs a lot too. So I've never left the country. I do have a passport. I really want to go hopefully this year. Um, But uh, I am just drawn to world music sounds. Um, Mm -hmm. There's like a power to them that, uh, takes over me and um, makes me feel like I'm floating or in another world. And it's, it's like the exotic sounds really uh, inspire and soothe me. So I want to put that in my music because I want my music to be what I want to listen to. Oh, absolutely. Have to make music for yourself first before the fans. <laughs> um, and obviously, when I was flicking through Spotify and like looking for your song list and everything, one of the obvious things that popped up was me popped up for me was your cover of obstacles which you did of life is strange one and um when i last time checked it was on 491,259 listens which is absolutely <laughs> mad hannah by the way <laughs> i think it's probably gone past 500,000 at this point but that's the only one that i saw when i was looking through it um 
obviously life is strange one has a stellar soundtrack as it is have you never decided to like kind of go back to one of those cover one of those songs and do it because i imagine that the, the people would go wild for them um it's actually you're in my to-do list <laughs> <laughs> i don't know which song yet i'm gonna go back and re-listen to all the soundtracks and figure out which song i i think would would be most meaningful to me and also what would work well with my abilities so uh, that is on the horizon um it's tr- it's tricky to release the cover songs on my spotify because it changes my algorithm right. um and uh it it can it can cause people who just want to he- people a lot what you know i'm welcome to have any new listeners so if people mm-hmm. are just there to listen to life is strange covers by all means, you've come to the right place. I plan to get some more out there soon. Oh, absolutely. Can you not like sell them on Bandcamp or is that like a... Oh, I could just put it on Bandcamp. That's a good idea. Hey. I don't have to put it on Spotify. Well, there's a, there's a solution for it. Um, I'll take my 15% agent fee for that. Um, only joking. So let's, um, obviously I'm touching on Life is Strange and we're eventually going to get there, but I kind of want to stick with your music for one minute. So I'm going to put you in a hypothetical scenario. We know Max can play guitar, obviously, in the first Life is Strange. We've mm. seen those songs. So say if Hannah could take two original tracks made by Hannah and get Max to play them like in a scene, which songs would you pick out your discography so far? Um, I would pick More Like Her. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a super acoustic guitar driven song. It's very emotional. And uh, that I feel like Max could relate to it uh, in terms of Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, think, wishing she was more like Rachel so Chloe would accept her more. And then uh, the other song I thought about was um, Rather Be Alone. It's also an acoustic driven song. It's kind of like an opposite emotion from More Like Her. But it's just like... Uh, realizing that every relationship is going to have extreme complications and it's going to be a lot of work no matter if it's toxic or not mm-hmm. and so you have to uh you know sometimes you have to just be content with being with yourself and finding the like the bounty within that uh there's a lot to be found in there so that song is just about celebrating being alone Two very good choices. And obviously, like I said, we'll go into a bit more Life is Strange stuff because, you know, we're going to 2022, but Max is Max continues to stay more relevant than ever in um, the Life is Strange universe, especially because we just had the Life is Strange remastered collection drop. Um, big full enhancements of Life is Strange 1 and Before the Storm. I kind of have to start off with you. Have you decided to watch any of the footage of it? Are you going to play it? Like, give us a lowdown where Mahana's at with the <laughs> Life is Strange remastered collection. I'm going to play it with Day, uh, Day Ann Hutton, my co star mm-hmm. who plays Kate Marsh. Um, she has a Twitch stream that um, she plays a lot of games on, and I like to go on there with her and play with her. I don't know how to use the controller. I don't have the finesse to manipulate and get through. Every time she has me on there and I'm trying to do it, everyone gets frustrated, <laughs> including me. So I need her to like take me through. Or um, we have that come. We have something like that scheduled in the coming weeks. A loose, tentative remaster play date. Um, so I'm definitely going to see it then. I've seen a little bit here and there. Um, the, uh, and then I've also, um, I've also seen, oh gosh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Um, so Day says that, uh, people were like upset about it or something because there were some 
glitches. And uh, I, ha- I had some people write to me saying that they were upset about it. So I said, Dave, what's going on? What's going on? This is just some glitches. So um, I don't know like what the state of it is now. I'm sure they've been working really hard to get all that corrected. Uh, I'm sure it's a really big job to like <laughs> remaster a whole series. But um, mm-hmm. But yeah, what have you heard? Well, it's very interesting. So obviously, like we, me and Adam both played it, and um, there was just like little things that were changed. Like, obviously, like um, the the it's quite buggy at the minute with like a lot of issues, and they're rolling out patches to fix it. And there's like texture resolution resolution issues and stuff. Obviously, your performance is is still fine as it is, and same with other characters. They've kind of changed some characters around, like facially. Like um, Kate Marsh has changed a little bit. So has Jefferson. They've kind of like done little like aesthetic tweaks to them. Um, and then that's like a couple of the issues that some fans have had, but then other issues have kind of gone down to like during the development point of view. It's like um, even Michelle, who you know as well, um, has kind of added his inputs. Like I think, for example, during the first scene where we have Max um, walking up to the lighthouse and then it falls, which is in the nightmare sequence. Um, during that, um, there's a there's a loading screen added to it. So like in itself, it kind of like ruins that moment because when when the lighthouse falls, obviously Max wakes up in the classroom and she's like, oh, like you know what's going on? They've added a loading screen in there, so even like Michelle's a bit like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Like we we spend so much time to get that loading screen out of it, and you've put a loading screen in, and it kind of like affects the narrative essentially. Um, loosely interpreting his words, but like it's along those lines, and we kind of like discussed that in the in our review episode. If anyone wants to watch it, so there's just like a lot of issues here and there so i i enjoyed parts of it which i'll kind of come on to my next question we'll kind of like loosely around that but there were just like a lot of other issues like quite buggy kind of like little couple of changes that are kind of like a bit strange like there were some good things like in the um in the junkyard you can now find seven bottles instead of five so they've made it a bit easier for you in case you couldn't find the bottles in the scavenging sequence so it's kind of like a couple of nice touches some um certain issues are a bit different and then i think a couple of them as well included the first life is strange having the credits removed and then putting into the main menu so like you would finish an episode and it goes straight into the next episode and not give you a credit roll which is mm-hmm. a little bit bit strange and it was a bit like hmm, this is a bit it's, it's just i think like with it as well it's deck nine doing a don't nod game so it's like where you have a fandom that's very like divided in times you kind of like it's going to cause a little bit of an issue so i've heard mixed feelings and i think day is right about that um, I think you'll see a bit more of it, but I think you'll be, imp- I think you'll be impressed. Cause like the next thing I was going to talk about was, um, and I know you haven't watched all of it, but like one of the, one of the criticisms that I leveled at life is strange back in 2015 as a review and a lot of other people did was lip syncing. So obviously like, you know, wonderful performance from Johanna, obviously. And the same with like Ashley Birch and it was great, but like, obviously visually there were moments when Max would talk and her lips would move afterwards whilst you're giving a performance So in itself, that kind of affects the game for me and they've really fixed that now so like obviously i believe i'm gonna assume that megan did your facial capture for max she was um max in before the storm she did the motion capture for her so i think she's done the motion capture for max's face i believe um so you can evidently see now your lip sync is modified now so it's like you can see your performance and the lips move i'm um, just going to ask you are you excited to see that see a bit more of a kind of really refining moment to see your performance come out a bit more Wow, yes, I had no idea. I, I had no idea about all the little subtleties behind it. So let me get it straight. So the motion capture was done by the body, who the, the person who played Max in Before the Storm. I believe so. So Megan did. So the way it was three people that came brought Max to life. So obviously you're the voice of it. 
And then in the first Life is Strange, Serena did the body motion capture. So just from obviously the face below. And then Megan did a full body motion capture with, um, well, she, no, sorry, she just did body ca- um, motion capture in Before the Storm. And now in the remastered collection, I believe that she did the facial capture for Max in Life is Strange 1 and Before the Storm, which would probably make sense as well. I, I'm, I'm safe to probably assume that. Um, so like, yeah, so her face is now captured. So it's obviously still looks like Max everything, but you can see her lips move. Wow, that's awesome. Well, that's a great improvement. Yeah, I, I, I personally think so. I thought it was the, the one issue that was kind of like really flagged for me in Life is Strange. I, they fixed, but then... Um, Obviously, there were a couple more issues, which, uh, as, as you know, kind of popped up a bit more. Um, but yeah, like, so that's kind of like the remastered collection. And before we kind of dig into a subtopic, I'm going to move you into something else. Because obviously, I had the opportunity to watch your um, reunion episode with the other actors and that you did Life is Strange channel. What was it like to come back for that? It was such a privilege. And like to even have anybody want to have you be in a reunion of anything is so cool. I I, I don't have a high school reunion or anything. I went to a bunch of different high schools and the final one I graduated from doesn't have a reunion. Um, it's an art school. So everybody's all over the world. And so I never got to do any kind of reunion thing. And it, uh, it made me feel really special. Um, like we were some hit TV cast. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it's, it's a testament to the game, Hannah, seven years and um, it's still going as strong as ever. And obviously like, you know, I've run an entire channel around the, <laughs> around the game series. So it's, it's a big, big milestone in itself. Did you find it? And, and I kind of, this is my kind of perspective. I just wanted yours. I found it really weird that they dropped the remastered collection seven years in. I was having a debate with Adam thinking like, maybe you do it for 10. Cause it is like, it's almost, it's almost like a Arcadia Bay collection essentially. Cause I was thinking before the storm and life is strange one. And then they call it remastered collection. Fair enough. Obviously you leave two out. But for me, it always just seems like an Arcadia Bay collection. They came out on the seventh anniversary meant to be six obviously because it got delayed but then mm. it came out on the seventh anniversary and then not the tenth i just wanted to know your perspective would you have waited three more years to drop it or do you think it was just like let's get it out now because true colors is out as well you know they're a business and they have some kind of plan behind their their marketing and what they roll out and when and we can only guess that like they have more to come that i don't know but I'm assuming that they have something they're up to. So I'm excited to see what it is. <laughs> I imagine they're up to something as well. Um, so I'm going to bring it into a bit of a subtopic. So obviously it's kind of bouncing off the lip sync and stuff. And I kind of wanted to see a bit more different perspective because obviously we know Hannah is now going through neuroscience. I was looking up neuroscience. Um, I know that neuroscience, you know, you kind of focus on the brain, its impact on behavior, cognitive functions. Uh, but also neuro um, neurodevelopment disorders. So obviously when I was looking up, I realized that ADHD is definitely one of those kind of things that you can look up in neurodevelopment disorders. Um, and obviously, I don't know if you've crossed a lot of this in your studies, but I kind of wanted to bring it up because with, with Max specifically, don't know hints that she might have ADHD. Not specifically. There's kind of like references throughout the game that she's in a, was it, individualized education program in Blackwell. And there's like, there's certain things with Max. I remember like when I played it the first time when Max walks down the corridor after she leaves the classroom, I just remember thinking, I was like, that's a very interesting way to walk. And then like just reading Max's body language, there was just so much about it. I was like, I just don't think that they were portraying her as like a quote unquote neurotypical person. I think that's from my perspective, by the way. But I wanted to know with your newfound knowledge perspective, have you ever thought about the way that Max acts? Her behavior is very distinct. And for me personally, I'm I'm a big fan of Max, you know, I'm a big fan of Max, but did you ever see it that way? And even with the expertise knowledge you have neuroscience now, do you 
would you see it a bit differently in terms of like looking at it critically in that sense? Hmm. Well, I definitely don't have an expertise in abnormal psychology or anything, Mm -hmm. or or I barely have expertise in neuroscience. Um, I will say that uh, I definitely understand where you're coming from and I can see those things as well. And I think that's what endears Max to me so much. She definitely has social anxiety that Mm -hmm. she has to conquer. And I think she uses her powers to help her conquer them um, because she has an elevated sense of importance and it like fosters her sense of self-worth enough to make her feel like, she has like a right to take up space and have an opinion and speak it. Um, also just little things about Matt. I, just, you know, I don't really see her as hyperactive or anything, but just little things like um, being hyper-focused mm. on um, like detail, not, not details, but um, I don't know. This isn't really ADHD, I guess, being hyper-focused on details, but she does seem to be like highly in- in curious and investigative. And um, would, 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 would we say high-functioning? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the what the terminology would be or anything, but yeah. I, I, I do think she does sometimes... Um, she, maybe she's like often easily distracted by like her... Out, out, outer stimuli like extraneous mm-hmm. stimuli sometimes it distracts her or like um she's always commenting on different little things and has you know gets easily drawn to a different object or something um so maybe she's often a little bit forgetful so she has a lot on her mind <laughs> so i feel like when she's in class she's not fully paying attention to her lectures she mm-hmm. has like a lot of other things that are running through her head that she can't ignore. And so she's sort of removed from all of her social interactions. Um, and uh, I guess you would call that like, she might be slightly depersonalized or something. No, I can, I can perfectly understand that. Obviously like, you know, if anyone's listening, we're not, I'm not an expert in, in ADHD anything or, but like from my own kind of belief over like the many years I've played it, there are certain things with Max that I've kind of like just picked up on more like the bluntness, the kind of like, as you said, like the way she speaks, the way she draws into things. Um, I even remember watching an old interview with um, Serena, who did your motion capture for Max. Um, and she mentioned in that, it was like a French interview, but she said like, you know, Michelle and Raul made her walk around the room for like 20 minutes in a certain kind of way. And like, for me, that was always kind of an indication, like why would you make someone walk in a certain, specifically in that kind of way? There's something that they're trying to obviously get through. And I, with Max, I feel like maybe there is something there, but again, it's just down to interpretation. Um, but like, you know, I kind of want to explore Max a bit more, like, you know, seven years on Hannah, has your perspective changed on Max in any kind of way, shape or form? How much do you think of Max now? Well, it's starting to change right now because as we're like psychoanalyzing her, I'm, I'm feeling like maybe she's not so much, um, maybe not so much on the ADHD spectrum, but maybe she's on the autism spectrum, <laughs> the hyper-focus and the high inquisitive nature and, um, the 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 detachment that she feels like the very high immersement in her inner world i don't know yeah i think about her all the time um people call me her name and i love it and um it completely defined my career and um made a path for me where there was not one before and uh yeah i i i'm 
I feel incredibly close to her all the time. That's lovely to hear, obviously. And as I said, like there's a bit of a meaty topic there because I just wanted to explore that. But and I think in itself, we'll dig into another topic. So bear with me whilst I explain this. And I've written this down just to kind of make a bit more sense. So obviously, rewinding time back to 2020 when we spoke on Life After Strange, you said something to me quite interesting, which I didn't pick up on the time different time, different period. I feel like I've come a long way since then. Um, but someone else picked up on a Twitter clip and it went it went out there. People were watching it because they were like, it's a very interesting perspective for you to give. So let me take you back to it. I was talking about Max's representation to you about Life is Strange Before Storm. And this is a direct quote from you. So bear with me. It said, I didn't deep dive. Um, I didn't dive too deep into Before the Storm because I read a bunch of stuff about how they ellipsis. Max isn't portrayed in the best way. I don't know. I feel like it might, it might, might make me sad ellipsis i'm very pro max and so i don't want to take it personally whatever whenever people are like max did this um but you don't understand she, um she didn't mean to she had good intentions her her heart was in the right place but nobody's perfect so i bring that up obviously because obviously bouncing off the last conversation and into the conversation i spent seven years in this fandom i spent a lot of time like looking at all the different conversations i know you've probably been asked so many questions over the many years as we we've talked about ourselves you've been on other people's shows and being interviewed but one of the reoccurring themes that i've always found is um toxicity in life is strange specifically the game because i'm the the three very interesting characters in that game so obviously Rachel, Chloe, and Max. And prior to this as well, I also had Day on um, one Strange Cast episode. Um, and I believe she said, um, what is she said now? So we were talking about Rachel. <laughs> and she said she found a quote-unquote incredibly manipulative, end quote, towards Chloe. And Chloe, quote-unquote, uh, manipulative, end quote, towards Max, uh, uh, quote-unquote, at first. So I'm not trying to take Day's comments out of context. That's what she said to me. Obviously, when Day said that, I almost threw hands at her because I love Rachel Amber. But I was like, no way. Day's, Day's a friend of the show. Day's a friend of the Life Strange community. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see it that way. But it kind of just got me a conversation open because I was like, it's very interesting to me how toxicity is portrayed. Like, I never saw Chloe in the first Life is Strange being toxic. I know people think, oh, look how she's like to Max. She's so destructive. She's like this. I never saw it that I completely sympathize from the point of view of Chloe. And then I know people who think Rachel Amber is very toxic and it's like, they're like, oh, you know, she's like this, she's manipulating Chloe. Um, and then I only recently found that people think sometimes have debated that Max might be toxic. And I think even your comments might have alluded to the fact that when her representation is portrayed that way, especially in BTS, people might see it that way. Me again, not seeing it. I can understand where that's coming from, but I feel like we've never explored this subject. I'm not sure if you ever talked about it. Can I wanted to explore the the Hannah Tell perspective on toxicity. Are all three of the characters toxic? Is one toxic? Is it down to interpretation? Like, where do you kind of stand in this conversation? I think everyone has the capacity to be toxic. Mm -hmm. um, I have toxic qualities as a human. And, but I also have really good intentions and like really want to be as good as possible. Mm -hmm. But I'm still toxic. And uh, I think that all three of the characters, I don't really know much about Rachel, but um, I do know that if she had a relationship with Chloe and a relationship with other characters at the same time, that that's problematic to her relationship to Chloe. And that could be definitely viewed as toxic. Mm -hmm. um, I do think the way that Chloe um, pressures Max is toxic and I think that when Max moved away to Seattle after Chloe's father passed away and Max just went through her own problems, she totally cut herself off from Chloe and never reached out. 
And um, I think that that was toxic of Max. Mm-hmm. But everybody is only doing the best they can do in their current circumstance. And um, I know that I've done that to friends, like just dropped off the face of the planet without another word while they were going through a hard time because I'm so caught up in my own hard time. I don't have my needs met. So I'm unraveling and completely not able to be there for anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, So I totally get that. And I also get like Rachel, you know, feeling the temptation to be with more than one person at the same time. And I get Chloe is super angry and bitter and resentful and she takes it out on Max sometimes. And um, so it's just, uh, you know, everybody has flaws and um, issues and just does the best they can in the moment, I think. Very interesting. I kind of want to pick you up one thing. So obviously the admission of you saying that you're toxic in your own right, I think most people never admit, I will admit I'm very toxic. I know what make well yeah I know I don't understand why I'm toxic as well like why I'd bring something out that would make someone see why I'm toxic and the way that you said it like you you've had your own admission of it do you think sometimes we forget like our own admission of like toxicity thinking that everyone's perfect and everything else that you kind of you you'd kind of like just kind of completely skip over it because like with as I said like if I was picking Max Chloe and Rachel apart I could pick a lot of toxicity apart in each of them I'd understand it the way that you said it like that. But then other times I'm like, I kind of understand it because it's almost like that story where we go up to in the first Life is Strange. Um, Chloe's like a conduit for Rachel and Max. They never met, but it almost feels like the three of them have known each other, are all connected in some kind of way. And I feel like because of the story, how it's coming back five years later, people reconnecting. I think from my own experience, having reconnected with people many years later, I can kind of see where the, the tensions arise. It's so, so long, like as you said, if you leave someone, you kind of get to that point where you come back to them like there's kind of you know, like just there's something there that's stemming which kind of needs to be dealt with i felt that with like chloe and max but do you think that sometimes we kind of forget if it's like if someone says oh we're toxic do you think sometimes the people who are playing it and say oh this character's toxic don't understand maybe there's something themselves that they might be a little bit toxic yeah i i i, I do believe that everybody's got their own issues <laughs> for sure <laughs> Um, everybody's their own brand of weird and, um, they, that, you know, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. Just try, I guess, like try to get along best with everybody that you can, but also, you know, I'm prone to having outbursts. Like I have, a, I have a temper that I have to control a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't really say anything <laughs> about anybody. Yeah. And as I said, I feel like obviously I can dig myself into a hole with this conversation. It's kind of opens up a lot of doors, but I feel like it's an interesting one to have because I've, I've explored a lot of them. I've seen like a lot of videos where people try and give interpretation. I think there's a, I think in itself, it's very clever storytelling from the developers. because I feel like they're, they're telling you things which like are reflecting of yourself a little bit as well. And I see it in all the characters that I, I, I admire, that I love, the ones that I dislike and the redemption story and some of them are, are, is incredible especially like dave madison when he gets life is strange too it's like you think he's like the most toxic character in the first life is strange the way he treats chloe but then the way he comes to two you're like it's you completely misunderstand someone um so in that as well i feel like we'll, we'll come towards like end of life is strange shortly um because i wanted to pick you apart on one more thing obviously like as i said and we might come on the conversation a little bit but um rachel's my favorite character obviously max is there another one of my favorite characters have you ever thought what it'd be like if those two characters were in the room in like a game together like if we took chloe out of it because there's 
and I'll come into a question, like I said, like about the Life is Strange comic series, it kind of revolves as scenes where we see Chloe and Max together. Oh, no, sorry, uh, Rachel and Max together. And that blows my mind a little bit. Cause it's like, we have the source material from Don't Know. You have a performance. Kylie had a performance as Rachel. We've never seen it together. And then when I see that story, I'm like, oh, it's so interesting seeing these two characters meet. Like, what, what do you think, like the vibe, have you ever thought about that? What it'd be like if those two characters connected? You know, I have not thought about that. But when you <laughs> mentioned it, I started getting a sense um <laughs> never mind um sorry i was gonna make a reference to a uh, to a popular te- television show but i'm not gonna oh no go um, for it go for it it, it just what, what popped into my head was um you know euphoria uh mm-hmm. with if you, have you seen that show yeah with rue and um faye in the back seat of the car um, where they start out like a little bit di- distant from each other and then they um, then they sort of get along a little bit, but they also clash and it's just like a very funny little uh, combination. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would almost be like <laughs> Just because I, I feel like at first they would be like not sure how to interact with each other because they seem to be very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chloe and Max were very different, but they had their childhood as like a bridge between those differences. But there's no, there's no like solid connection between Max and, and Rachel. And I know Max would feel insecure and like a little bit like uncertain around her. Like, and it, she, Max might like perceive there to be, Max might perceive that uh, Rachel thinks she's a threat in some way, but she's, but she doesn't want to be a threat in any way. And, and but but Rachel is just like thinks Max is like kind of like a twerp. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know Rachel that well. I just know that she's really cool and sexy and um and like hip, right? Or is, yeah, is yeah, very hip. It's like I think that the it's always that conversation where Chloe's like, you know, um your character Max is where she's like, um, would I be friends with Rachel? And then Chloe's like, yeah, you'd get on. But then it's like. Chloe's saying that is just the fact that she loves Max and then she loves Rachel. So it's like she doesn't understand the two people she's talking mm-hmm. about. And they, they do seem very different. But then obviously in the first Life of Strange, we even see the moments where like um, Max is wearing Rachel's clothes, for example. So it's like how different are they? How similar they are? And in the comics as well, it's very interesting to see that perspective. So obviously I sent you like a lot of the stuff before we were talking about, but I'm going to insert three questions in here, but a bit interesting. And I kind of want to stick with Rachel and Max here. Um in itself which is i think we might have talked about it before but the dough is a very debated thing like i always kind of get very because obviously so, spirit, uh the dough in the first life is strange the dough yeah do you know what the spirit oh, i'm sorry i thought you meant dough like no dough. i was like what no the, oh the deer of course yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry yeah if we're going to dough 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 we'll be getting very philosophical we're going to go to the deer let's call it a deer actually <laughs> um <laughs> There's always a debate about whose spirit animal that is. I find it very difficult, like where it is myself, because people obviously say like it's Max, she's wearing the shirt. It's, it seems quite obvious it might be hers, but then at the same time, you know, the deer is taking you to your Rachel's grave in the game. It's like there's so much like you can kind of connect with her a little bit. Do you think they share the same spirit animal, or are we going to claim that as Max's spirit animal? Um. Well, I don't know for certain, but for my the sake of my performance and like my take of the show it, i would say that uh it's max's spirit animal um the doe is so similar to max they're skittish and shy and afraid but also brave when they're having to protect something they love and they're like innately feminine and delicate and um 
gentle and uh, they don't, they're not carnivorous. And mm-hmm. uh, I just think that that exemplifies Max in a very strong way. And I feel like that her spirit animal appears to guide her where she needs to go and to empower her along the way with like the spirit of the doe. It's, um, it's like a quiet, understated confidence, um, but also an extreme caution or something. That's the, like the doe's essence, I guess. Very interesting perspective. I still fight with people on this. I'm I'm still torn on it myself, but I, I would have to lean towards Max being the, the doe's spirit animal. Um, one more thing that I'm going to ask you as well, as well which is going to be, um, we spoke about this before. Obviously, you said you'd love to sing as Max, and I think, like in itself, I think more perspective adding to it. I played, I've played Life is Strange Two Colors. Obviously, we see Alex Chen sing. She's um, very similar to Max. I think the more you watch it, you'll kind of see there's so many eerie similarities between Max and Alex Chen. Well, I was going to ask you, why do you think they don't let Max sing in the game? Obviously, I can't take putting the developers' perspective, like you know Michelle or Raul's perspective, about why they did that decision. But why do you think that they? decided to go for just having those moments where max plays the guitar acoustically rather than having any singing there i i guess that they just didn't see her as like the spotlight seeking singing type mm-hmm. um i i don't know uh i'm not sure about that i would love it if they if they would i would love that well we never know we might see an older version of max who plays guitar who knows? You never know. So we'll, um, the last Life is Strange question has to be, obviously, you go on Day's stream, you'll be watching, playing for Life is Strange. What's going to be the scene that you're looking out forward towards the most? That's in Remastered Glory. Well, we in my scene with Day. Well, yeah, that's, well, yeah I, should have, I should have expected that. Watching it together. And I loved making that scene with her. And I love Day. Um, I don't have very many friends that have kept up with me like after acting projects like fellow actors that have like stayed in touch with me and so I would I'm I'm excited to watch that scene again with her and like see what they did see how it looks different and everything solid choice fair enough and as as Day's great person as well so before we move into the fan questions I'm going to give you Adam's questions unfortunately he wasn't here and if you are listening as well Adam sacrificed a lot of questions here so we could get fan questions in um, which is a bit weird because I said to him I was like Hannah's on ask her any life is strange question you want he gave me two of the most random questions ever and he was like I want fans to ask questions so you know it's self you know he's he's completely self selfless person so he asked hannah um if you have to learn an extreme sport skateboarding bmx inline skate snowboarding etc what would it be and why um i will do surfing i've surfed a couple times i've I've surfed in my life before i almost died in a really bad surfing accident where i almost drowned jesus I just the surfboard broke in half. It was crazy. Um, so I, I'm not good at surfing. I'm bad. But I love being out there, and it's incredible, and I'm scared, like screaming the whole time because I think something's going to come up and eat me. Um, but uh, I would want to surf. Yeah, I, I love watching surfers. I love surf culture. Um, I think it's so cool, and I wish I, I wish I weren't so shy and scared of the ocean. <laughs> and also, I'm shy and scared of getting my head like smacked and knocked out and then drowning. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm 100 not a water person. Where was this in California that you almost died while surfing? No, it was in uh, off the coast of Wrightsville Beach in North Carolina when I was 17. Oh Jesus Christ! What I did, I didn't surf again for 10 years, and then I tried again 
in uh in Oceanside, California, and it was a much better experience, but it was still scary. I can imagine it's terrifying. Like I said, I, I stay away from water. For me personally, I'm man, I stay on land. That's where I stand personally. Um, so you had to ask as well, the next one was, what would you say is your favorite book or books you've read in the last five years? Oh, um, my favorite book, uh, well, I was studying, I had to take, I had a, a three semester language requirement for my degree at school mm-hmm. and I chose French. And um, I fell in love with French. And I uh, last year, this time last year, I was reading um, L'Etranger, The Stranger by Albert Camus. And we were reading it in French. And so that was my first time reading a novel in French. And I, I just felt like it was just crazy to be reading in another language. It felt so cool. <laughs> So I, that's my favorite book. <laughs> very good choice. And I, I imagine Adam is watching this. So Adam, your questions have been answered by Hannah. And as I said, very selfless man to give up a lot of his own space to give the questions. And so, so obviously, Hannah, like questions from Life is Strange fans, there were so many. I apologize if not all your questions are in here. I cut some out because we've already covered them in my Life After Strange interview of Hannah. We, also seven years ago when I interviewed a hardcore game, but they're all there. So I've kind of cut some out and then I've fused some of them together. So like, I think more than one of you asked the same question. So obviously apologies if your question is not read out, but there were a lot of them. And I feel like Hannah would be here for hours if we're answering them. So we had to kind of streamline them. So we're going to start off with Stanley uh, Zabranak. Zabranak, I'm going to say from YouTube. And Hannah, this actually isn't a question, but I'll read it out for you. So it's actually, hi, I have no question. I just want to say thank you. You and Max gave me something I've been missing in my life. So I want to start off with that. Thank you. Perfect. So I'm going to move on to Adam. Adam watched a lot of my videos. Shout out to Adam as well. Thank you for this question. So it's Hannah. I just want to say you are awesome. I have two questions. If you and Max were to form a band, what would, what would you name the band? And two, which is a very controversial question. Do you like pineapple on pizza? Uh, number one, I would call the band Blue Butterfly. And number two, I love pineapple on pizza and I prefer it with black olives. Oh, it's killed me. It's killed me that second part. <laughs> um, no, very good shout out to the band though. That's a great name. Great name. Um, so we're going to go to um, Eructor on Sticks and also at Twitter. I'm sorry. And Ashley Haley asked as well on Facebook. So it's how did it feel playing Max? Um. It felt really exciting, really scary, um, really challenging, and insanely rewarding. Very perfectly put. And obviously, I'm going to take another question for uh, Haley, which was, it kind of added on to that, was, uh, would you ever want Max's power? No, because it causes natural disasters and whales are washing up on shore and it's not good. Um, no, I wouldn't want that power. There's other powers I would want. Oh, I don't know. Mm, I would take it any day of the week. But that's me. I'd probably destroy all my town where I live and everything. But uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a mad, mad power. Do you, would you take any of the other Life is Strange powers? Because obviously we have Life is Strange. Call it. Alex has the power to read empathy and like emotions and then uh, daniel has telekinesis would you take either of those powers or would you just want to be hannah no powers i'd I'd like to have the uh the the empathy uh, really that'd be cool yeah that could you could make a difference somehow with that like if you were a psychiatrist or therapist or something Um, Ah. 
But mostly I'd want to be invisible or be able to fly. Oh, very good shop. Yeah, no, I like those. I'd probably, I'm waiting for the Life is Strange characters to have those two powers, which, um, will, <laughs> which will be a great day. Um, so thank you for those questions so far. So we have uh, Milo Rattle Steiner, which came from Twitter. And this is a really good question, actually. So talks of a TV adaptation for Life is Strange are going around for years now. Hannah, this is the same TV show we were talking about two years ago, by the way. It's still, yeah, it's that show. Um, if it would happen and somebody else would portray Max, heaven forbid, would um, what would you tell them is the most important thing to know about Max's character? What advice would you give them about her and, and, and should they ask why? Um, okay. Um, I think I would say that the most important thing about Max is that she really cares about doing the right thing and that um, no matter what mistakes she may make or, you know, ways she may hurt other people as a collateral like she she there's no um there's nothing manipulative about what she's trying to do and there's there's nothing um like dark she she's a force of light and wants to do the right thing and um and also i just think it's important to remember like where she came from like her her level of neurosis that she overcomes in order to be the hero of a game. Mm -hmm. um, like, I think it's really important to just like not forget about where she started from and how far she's come. Um, so I would just recall, tell them to recall that. No, very good shout. And uh, Milo, if you do want to understand why I said heaven forbid, you should watch Life After Strange episode one because the title says as well, Hannah said, I never want anyone else to play Max and we don't let anyone else play Max except for Hannah. So that's that. Um, so this one's coming from Jace on Twitter. So they said, I'd love to hear Hannah tell's thoughts on the comics, the arc it takes and how she feels about Max being portrayed in that format. Um, I don't know if you've read them. I have a bunch of them. Uh, oh, do like decorations around my house um they make me feel really special <laughs> when i see them i'm like oh this is incredible um they're also beautiful just um as pieces of art uh i have not read through the whole series so i don't know the arc or anything but i love the fact that this that the story has continued in this different medium i think that that is so cool mm -hmm. and uh i uh I'm looking forward to having like a chance to just sit down and go through all of them. Uh, that's going to be the next question from Psycho Live on YouTube. If no, would you intend to read them? Is oh, definitely. Yes. I, I would, I would recommend it by the way, because obviously I've, um, I've interviewed Emma Vicelli. She's the lead writer on the comic series. So we spoke when the first three, um, like oh, she kind of explained it to me. I think it's like arcs that were out. So it's very interesting when I got up to him and um, I think you find it very, very interesting, the story they tell. Cause like, as I said, the scenes for me where it's like Rachel and Max were in the same room and that's like blowing my mind a little bit. Cause I'm like, these are two of my favorite characters. And it's like a collision of universes and you see like just conversations that never existed. Cause obviously don't know we're making the first Life is Strange game and Rachel, well, we know what happened to Rachel as well. So I would 100% recommend it, Hannah. Um, and I feel like they should do like a, a digital graphic novel or something where you can do the audio for it so sell god knows how much money so square enix if you want to hire me flat and direct it i'll uh, take my <laughs> i'll take my cut from that so uh hannah i'm gonna go to andrew montez andrew thank you very much he watches on my channel a lot so thank you for submitting this so question is going to be in the next life is strange would you like to have your music be part of the game and also asked by matthew avery on facebook and adam myers on youtube if they do bring chloe and max oh no actually well, i won't move that to the next question no 
we'll, we'll stick with the music first. Would you like your music in a life history? Yes, I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. I, I, if they wanted me to like write a song based on the game's plot or something like a theme from the game, I, I would, I would definitely like change my style and make it to be the style they wanted. So, and, and I'm going to dig into this a bit more, Hannah, because obviously I know you're a singer songwriter. I know that kind of feel, but obviously with Life is Strange, they've had singers come on to do the soundtracks. Angus and Julie Stone did it for True Colors. Um, Daughter did it for Before the Storm. Uh, Jonathan Morelli from Sid Matters did it. Is that like a dream to compose music as well? Because you'd be able to compose specifically original songs for the for a game. Yes, it's definitely a dream for me to be able to focus on music 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really wanted to go back to school and study music, but I felt like I needed a career option that wasn't arts-based. Um, so if I were ever in a situation where I was hired to, to compose music, um, I would definitely need some help from people who have music theory knowledge. Uh, but uh, I would love to be creating on that level. That would be unbelievable. It would be great. And adding on to that as well, let's put a hypothetical scenario. Say if you became the composer of a game, like let's say it's a Life is Strange 5 or something, you became the composer of it and you already have, you know, you have loads of discography songs. Would you put any of your songs on that soundtrack if you had the choice or would you decide not to put any of your music on there? Mm-hmm, I would. Okay, I respect that. Yeah. I, res- <laughs> I respect that completely. I've, I've, always, I've, I've seen um, loads of musicians do it before. Fitting. If yeah. it was if it if it was the right fit for the uh for the themes and the, the plot then absolutely but if not then maybe not <laughs> yeah okay that's what I thought I'd just ask so we're gonna go into uh, Matthew Avery from Facebook and um Adam Myers from YouTube which they combine the question again it was, if they do bring Chloe and Max back in the next Life is Strange game would you reprise your role as Max again I think I know what the answer is but Hannah what would be your answer a resounding yes. <laughs> I can imagine. So, so, and I'm going to expand that question a bit more, and I'm going to give you an interesting hypothetical. Because, like, say, if we carry on the story from a certain point, life is strange. Let's say, you know, the ending where Max gives up Chloe, which is the wrong ending. It's always the wrong ending for me. But say if that happens, and then we were making a new Life is Strange game, and we put Max as the main character, and we give you a choice of like having any side characters. So we're talking about you know, all the main characters. We have like Sean Diaz, Daniel Diaz. Um, uh chris from awesome spirit you have alex chen which character would you like to team up with uh, max could even be rachel amber as well which character would you like to make max's sidekick if they were like hypothetically searching for chloe through time and space i would say alex chen yeah <laughs> they, could play, they could play music together see there we go yeah i think that would be the uh, that would be the dream for a lot of people so Great, great response. I'm going to go to the Cat Customs from YouTube, and it's Hannah. I just want to say, me and my sister, the Kitty Cat Customs. That's a great name. Um, love Max Caulfield, and we love replaying Life is Strange. And I love you, Mama, Mama, Mummy, Mummy, every year. So, um, <laughs> as for... I think you know the Kitty Cat Custom. That name, that username, sounds familiar to me. Yes, it is. So just give me a second because I believe that is the. Uh, I had there was two of them there where I like clicked on it. So let me just quickly grab this. Do, 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 do. So I'm going to go to my posts. Apologies about that. Huh, it doesn't pair that. I believe there is someone there. So I'll let you answer this question. I'll dig it up on my phone. But as for the questions anyway, it was, um, I want to know what age you started doing music. Oh, um, well, I took like, I, I played the flute in middle school. And then I uh, 
took a few guitar lessons at age 16, and then I started playing on and off from age 22 to now. Uh, Dark Kittens was the other one. Since Hannah probably knows me as Dark Kitty Cat Custom from from Instagram, um, I just want to say, Hannah, you're an amazing person, and thank you for voicing Max Caulfield. And actually, I'll, I'll answer. I'll put the questions in here now. What was your favorite part playing Life is Strange with Nick and Sokan? And question two: What is your favorite song from your album? Okay, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of playing Life is Strange um, was just like, <laughs> just being around Nick. He is such a character and like his commentation, his his commentary on every little thing that's happening in the game, it just cracks me up. And like his relationship with Eric um, So, Token, um, he is, uh, they, they just have like a really funny dynamic. <laughs> where they're like where they're like maybe he's annoyed by nick but nick loves that he's annoyed and like wants to annoy him further (laughs) it's a funny it's a funny uh it's a funny little uh little sense of humor they got going on yeah and uh the second part was that what is your favorite song from your album um well which one well it didn't specify so this is why i'm a bit like cross that um so would we mm, we can't know the songs can we what about from the other two albums which were the ones that will stand out Mm, i guess um hmm. (laughs) Hmm. i don't know about my favorite song on hollow glow um i guess um uh never done maybe um i don't know i just like the guitars in that (laughs) and i like the i like the guitar part in winter coat like the big instrumental break in that song Uh, and then walking away from the dream i like uh, the song magic oh very nice so there we go that's we'll move on to uh, Dennis Coper Drap from Facebook. So this was Dear Hannah. Are there some key musicians or music slash uh, songs slash music that have influenced you and shaped you in some way? Um, and do they have any influence on the music you compose and write? Yes, so much. Yeah, I'm I'm first and foremost before being a musician. I'm a music fan, and um, I I never imagined playing music was even a possibility for me. It just seemed to so like lofty and uh, um, impossible and like cool. And so I, I'm first and foremost a fan. And the only reason why I do this is because I've heard other people's music and it's affected me and it makes me want to play too. So um, lately I'm most inspired for the past, maybe like five years. I've been really inspired by the war on drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, the Just like the emotive guitar solos and um like the driving energy of uh, i just love that uh, i love the themes that that he talks about in his lyrics and um let's see uh i also like growing up i was really into elliot smith the magnetic fields bell and sebastian um uh like the cure and um Cocktoo Twins and all kinds of like 80s and music, but uh, so 80s and 90s. And now I'm kind of getting really into 60s and 70s music 
um, from all around the world. <laughs> so that definitely plays into it as well. Amazing. And we're going to go into, I'm going to stick here because I'm going to go straight into the next question, which was from Clark's from Twitter. Thank you again as well. Follows the channel, watches a lot of the videos. So your music seems to have a beautiful element of dreamy nostalgia and always puts me in a terrific mood. It also feels like your work could actually be in a Life is Strange game. Do you think Life is Strange influenced your style and does it still to a degree? Oh, yeah. Um, the thing that, well, before, uh, for a long time, the thing that made me most proud of Life is Strange was the soundtrack mm -hmm. of the original game. The, there were so many um, artists on there that I had um spent a lot of time listening to and idolizing and uh so that that's definitely um that definitely had a big influence on me mm -hmm. and i'm trying to think of like the specific ones oh yeah well sparkle horse and bright eyes mogwai um all, all of the all of that music stuff that I grew up thinking was amazing. I had like a Mogwai CD insert on my wall growing up. Um, so that was really exciting and so it definitely did inspire me. Very good. Shout. So we're going to skip past the next two questions. Apology, Gustavo and uh, Zach Brunel, because we've talked about uh, would like, Anna Lights compose music for Life is Strange Game and would you like to make a soundtrack for Life is Strange Game? I do apologize. I forgot they were in the actual list, um, but we've spoken about those, so we've addressed those questions. This is from Brian Stuckey from Twitter. Um, they said, hey, Hannah, big fan. Would you ever take your music on tour? Where would you want to tour the most? Yes, I, would, I know Brian Stuckey. I remember him from Instagram. Hey, Brian. Um, I would... Thank you for your question. <laughs> I would want to go on tour. Absolutely. It's a huge dream of mine. Um, definitely going to make it happen before before I'm not able to anymore. Um, and uh, I would most like to go to Europe. Ooh, it's very good. Any specific countries in Europe? I really want to go to Paris and Prague. <laughs> oh, you missed off the best one, England. Well, yeah, Paris and Prague are good. Good shouts. Good shouts. I want to uh, take up that. So this one's going to come from Rayon811 from YouTube, which was, what do you think about Life is Strange 2? I think that uh, it's focused on two brothers, right? Yes. So we have Sean and Daniel Diaz. Yes. I liked that they switched it up and focused on two male main characters in a way that was uh, like poignant and um, touching. And um, I don't know that much of the story, but I do know that they covered a lot of themes that Life is Strange originally didn't get to. <laughs> but uh, I feel like life is strange world is slowly creating representation for any kind of experience that there is there's going to be someone that has that on in the life is strange game um to share with an audience member um so uh i i, I think it's a, i applaud it absolutely oh, i love life is strange too this is like one of the most divisive entries in the franchise even as much as probably bts for me um, and I kind of want to ask you, like, were you surprised that Max never had more than one story? Because obviously you have the comic series, we see another story cross. And then this one, don't know, went in the completely different direction of like setting up these two characters in the same universe, completely one. Did you ever, when you were playing Max and like by the end of it, did you ever have an inkling that they might do a sequel of Max in it? Or was that something that never crossed your mind? Um, it definitely crossed my mind because I really wanted it to happen. And I had like, I had like a lot of hope 
uh, well, I didn't, I don't know. I was so caught up in just the fact that it was doing well at all and that I had even gotten as far as I had <laughs> that I wasn't even thinking about there to be there potentially being future work. Um, but when it came around to people talking about that, don't know, I was really firm and um, adamant about the fact that there that, that was the end of the storyline. So I kind of was like, oh, okay. I, I just kind of took that as the, uh, as the law. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And um, we're going to go to Adam Myers on YouTube. Um, this is, what are you hoping for with the future of Life is Strange? Well, <laughs> this would be hard to do, but um, I would like there to be a character. I would like there to be a lead character in the game that where you're playing as like the maxed character in a new life is strange game would be someone who struggles with uh, mental illness because um, Nathan Prescott struggles with mental illness and he's like the main um, character that has that, that issue. And he is portrayed in a really negative light, like in a hopeless light almost. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like, there's so much more than like a misunderstood villain when it comes to mental illness. Like yeah. how cool would it be if you were like a bipolar character and you had to choose, okay, are you going to have an outburst here or are you going to stay calm? Or like, are you going to um, like, I don't, I don't know. It would be really hard to do. And I'm not sure if it would alienate certain people or make them feel worse about themselves, but I would like to see, uh, as someone who has mental problems, I would like to see a main character struggling with that. Oh, I completely agree with you. Cause obviously like you haven't played true Calls all the way through, but it's very eerily similar to life is strange one. They have a very similar character to Nathan Prescott called Mac. And he literally does almost the exact same thing. And I feel like, cause I recently, um, watched the Joker for the first time with Joaquin Phoenix. And I did not like that. Cause I was like, why are we still portraying people with any kind of mental illness with, like they're lunatics or something and we have to feel sorry for them like you know, like as a society something bad happens to them you know there are people with mental illnesses live life perfectly normal and like they have like their issues but they can deal with it themselves and i always find that i always look in the medium there's some great portrayals like when i watch homeland um the main character and that has bipolar and she's yes. fantastic that's my favorite yeah performance of all time brilliant isn't it like i remember watching the because i remember watching because um i remember barack obama saying it was his favorite tv show i was like yeah i'll stick it on i remember watching the first season i was like this is incredible i like the portrayal for her as well is so good as what i felt for her and it showed that it wasn't the oh yeah you know she's a side character who's got a mental illness and a bit insane or whatever it's kind of like you have a deep psychological exploration of people who don't trust her because she has this illness but she's like so brilliant and unbelievable so um i am full on with hannah tell for having a um, a full focus mental health character and life is strange main character i um, mean it's a great shout so you go to daniel walton on twitter again shout out to daniel he watched a lot of my videos so thank you and he asked hi hannah i have several questions but for today i will go with have you read the life is strange fan fictions and if so have you uh have you made any favorites have a good day y'all well, I ha I haven't. I I I don't know where to find them, but I would like to read them because <laughs> because I like fan fiction. I used to read. Uh, I used to, when I was a little girl. I used to read Harry Potter fan fiction. Great and, job. Yeah, I need to like do. So I need to know where to go to find the good stuff. 
I'm sure your DMs will get swamped at this point now because you've said that. So if anyone's watching Instagram, you know, it's fine, Hannah. Um, so I go into Facebook again. Ash Nigyan asked, would Hannah ever consider being on something like Cameo? Um, I would. Uh, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> and I I also don't know. I also really want to be on TikTok, but I, I'm, I cannot figure out how to do it. <laughs> what are you all doing on TikTok? Like, I like I'm on there scrolling. Like, I don't see anything I'm interested in. Like, what? Like, how do you get stuff you want? Like, I don't know. Anyway, long story. I, I'm not very tech savvy, so Cameo would I would need someone to help me manage it, help me do it. Um, but I would like to do something like that. Maybe I'll get on it. Maybe I'll add it to my to do list. Yeah, I think it would definitely be something great as well. And Hannah, can I just show you something interesting, just to prove that Hannah is not as tech savvy as she claims. So Hannah, I've actually kept the first message we ever spoke on, which was back in 20, 2015 July. And this came through Twitter, which you put, hey, I think I saw a tweet about you wanting to email me, <laughs> an email for an interview. Uh, Twitter is really confusing. Ha, my email is dot, dot, dot. <laughs> which yeah, it, I just learned how to figure, I just, I'm still figuring out Twitter. Yeah, I see, that's, that's uh, if you want to know Hannah's, she's not exaggerating about the technology part that's where we stand on that um and also as well i think like with cameo i don't think you could read any max lines either because i know that kylie's on cameo who did rachel amber and i believe one of her tweets was like i can't read out any life is strange requests or anything like that. i can obviously do you in a cameo video but not in the life is strange um lines or anything because oh, yeah she can't no she can't I, I don't know. I don't know if your contracts or situations are different, but she said specifically she like I can do you a video, but I can't do any of Rachel's lines because I imagine that's um you know a copyright infringement. Yeah. So that's a good thing that I heard that because knowing me, I would get on Cameo and be doing any whatever anybody said and then get in big trouble. Yeah, that's that's um that's I imagine that I think she might have found out that from someone. I don't, I don't know where, but I remember she she uh, put that so. Hannah, we're going to go to the final question. I'm going to take it from Cycle Live again, which is uh, again for YouTube. Is there anything that you have yet to do that you know you want to do? If yes, what is it and why? Uh, yes, <laughs> there's so many things I want to do. Um, uh, I'll just give you like a quick rundown. Um, I really want to become fluent in French and do French acting. Um, I really want to write and direct and star in my own project, um, whether it's like a short film or something or a pilot, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I really want to read all the books on my bookshelf. Um, and I want to become, uh, I want to be able to shred on guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing list. That's a great list. And Hannah, before I close out, I actually forgot to ask you something and I kind of want to mention it now because like you've mentioned French, you mentioned the Japan at the beginning. Um, Obviously, like, it's, it's easy to forget, like, I always say to people, like, you know, those three actresses that brought Max to life through body motion capture and voice acting, but also there's many more Maxes through localization of languages. Has there ever been anything in your mind to go and see what their performance is like of Max? Oh, I don't even know about that. So, what, so like, there's a French Max? I, I've, I'm going to be pretty convinced there is a French Max. There's a definitely a Japanese Max. Um and I think someone asked this word day and I think she's going to try and do a series where she watches <laughs> Japanese day and uh, Japanese um, Kate Marsh actually, but there are, there's definitely Japanese Max. Um, and I think there might be a French one. I'd probably be safe to assume that. Maybe she and I can check that out together when we're, when we're on her stream. Yep. That'd be, that'd be so cool. 
Um, so Hannah, thank you so much. I'm gonna we're gonna jump back to the outro, so I'm bring Adam back in, and we're gonna finish off the show. But it's an absolute pleasure having you here. Um, where can they catch your music? Um, this new song, Four Leaf Clover. Where where's the best place for people to go? It's uh, available on all digital download sites: um, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music. Uh, you can get it at Bandcamp.com. Um, and uh, 40% of the proceeds are being divided between PETA's effort in Ukraine and uh, the Animal Love Rescue Center in Costa Rica. That's great. And we know how much the stuff in Ukraine is important to a lot of people. And obviously, uh, Hannah loves her animals as well. We all know that. So it's important for those who are uh, concerned. So go go and check out her music, go and download it, um, send her the fanfic as well. She needs to see it. Um, Hannah, again, absolute pleasure. It's been great. It's always great to catch up for you. Um, But yeah, I'll jump back to Adam now. So uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed watching that. Thanks. Right, we are back as well. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, Adam, did you enjoy asking Hannah questions? Oh, wow. Oh, wait. I, loved, <laughs> I loved every minute of it. It was so... You might have saw my face. I I think if you have my video, when I said like, oh, can you at least tell me? And I was like, under the realization, like, I think I froze on their end because none of them are acknowledging yeah. me or they're just ignoring me <laughs> I, I watched about the zencast recording it does it where you're doing like little things trying to figure out what's going on and i was like i'm like hmm. which is kind of good <laughs> as well because you're stuck on my screen when i was on the recording so thankfully it's got i can just put that in anyway so you'll see it yeah. but yeah unfortunate pleasure of like losing um adam there Un- unreal as well the fact that we have three different time zones and we were trying to get that sorted somehow yeah. managed it and then zencaster blew up but like i said like you know that section was completely recorded in zencaster you'll see the quality of it and obviously these two the introduction outro and um the bafta stuff is all in zoom but we will move into zencaster hopefully and hopefully see where the issue is for the next episode so we will be back then but that takes us to the end of the episode um, and again big shout out to hannah i love you hannah it's always great to talk to you you are max always forever and always um and yeah please do check out her music as well it is great as as expected i was gonna ask her so many questions about it like i was gonna see if she used fl studio and that's what um, annoys me because i wanted you to ask her the music question because the annoying part is your setup is there with your guitars and i was like well i, I, know, I can i, was I like, could I, I could oh. i could take his back seat and then i'm there stuck in the music questions asking him that. <laughs> i'm like i know music but i don't know as well as adam it's like, should i tweet him now message him and say can you ask me the question can, can you ask me like Oh, what what is a what is a musical note? <laughs> it's just like so so oh, frustrating. It's so yeah, frustrating. I know. I actually well, had like questions in my head. I'm like, oh, I could ask her this, but uh, whatever. Well, as 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 uh, life shows us as well, can never win with technology. So yeah, no. guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Please do leave a like, subscribe, and um, comment on the YouTube channel. Uh, big shout out again to Adam for giving up a lot of his questions. He wanted to get as many of your questions in there. And yeah, please do support the YouTube channel. It means a lot. It's a really small channel. So it's always good to have people giving it a support and follow and even just one watch. It's, it's always helpful. Um, but yeah, as a reminder, we are on podcast services. So do check that out as well, including a video version now on Spotify. So you can watch it there if you want to. Um, we will be back in the next episode, which will be around April time. As I said, we recorded this early or got in a regular slot, but then we'll be back in April for that. Um, but yeah, do check out Life After Strange in the meantime. And obviously there'll be more interesting, hopefully interesting comments coming in April. Until then, we will see you later, guys. Later. Later.